Willard Tonic, the strongest 12-year-old boy in the world, feels a deep pain across his abdomen. He finds himself hanging from his seatbelt in an overturned car. While on a back road headed to trick-or-treat with his family, the car inexplicably lost control and took a tumble before they all passed out. As you open your eyes, you see your mother on the ground and your uncle hanging beside you. Nandayo! Uncle! Mama! Mama-chan! Wake up! Willard, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. Yes, please. What? <laughs> I am a kid who's obsessed with anime and kung fu movies, and I've been training for years. I'm the strongest boy alive, and I'm 12. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what are, you, uh, what are you attempting to do, Willard? I better rip open my seatbelt. Okay, give me a dex check for that. Five. You manage to kind of barely unbuckle the seatbelt, and you fall, like, neck first into the roof of the car, uh, and you take one point of damage. As you fall and kind of flop onto the roof, you are now uh, laying beside your mother. Your mother is kind of crumpled up uh, on the front side of the car. She was in the front passenger seat, uh, and she is now laying on the roof around that area. Uh, and your uncle is still hanging above you uh, in the seat next to you in the back. Ah! So... <sighs> Mama, Mama, I'm shaking Mom to trying to wake her up. Mama, trying to rise, and I take my hand, I slap her across the face. Jeez, <laughs> what's your name again? I'm so sorry, son. I... <laughs> Willard. Oh. Willard, Mama. Willard, right? Oh, oh, my face. Oh, that's Mama, gonna... Nope. Are you... Willard, do you know how much I paid for this face? Alive. Do you want... Of course I'm alive. Why? I hug mom. <laughs> roll for hug. I'm gonna roll to not... <laughs> I have a ten. <laughs> I have a half a chance for you to love me. Oh, I rolled a twelve. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You crawl through the overturned glass to get to your dear mother. You slap her awake. You see her overcome with joy as tears well up in your eyes. You go to hug her and she rolls out of the way like a ninja. Uh, and you just <laughs> hug the ground. <laughs> Willard, what have I said about hugging? Not unless I finished my chores. Exactly. Now where is your father? Dead. What? For years. After I became an orphan. In that Willard, small child Willard, village. Willard, Tonic, Answer me. Real life, father. Where is your real life, father? Not your false father. She's getting inside my head. Willard. She knows my next move. Willard. But Willard. I have to say something. Willard. Answer your mother now. I don't know. I thought y'all were fucking. What? 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 Where does that... How does this fly? I... I'm gonna search. Can I search? I'm gonna roll a yeah. search. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Uh, that's just a 15. <laughs> All right. Um, so with a 15, what you see is you hear your older brother snoring as he dangles upside down in the back of the car. And you notice that the driver's seat where William was sitting is empty. The, the seatbelt seems to have opened somehow and he's not in the car. I would like to crawl over to my brother and slap him awake. Runs in the family. <laughs> What's your name again, brother? Mama-chan. That's Uncle Dave. Dave, wake up. Wake wake up. And I smack him a little bit on the side of the face. Dave. Dave, uh, as the blood rushes to your head, you feel a, a light smacking on one of your cheeks. <laughs> I have awakened. <laughs> Before I describe myself, may I do a quick search of, of my own body to check for any cuts or scrapes or scratches? Can I do that? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 17. You're relatively all right. Oh, thank God. Oh, my Hello Kitty outfit's fine. Oh, thank goodness. Huh. I I was worried that my, my precious costume here would be damaged after that terrible crash, but it seems to be intact. So the head here that's right next to me, the Hello Kitty head's intact. Perfectly intact. Not a scratch. Oh, thank goodness. Dave. Yeah. Do you remember what happened? Uh... I got up this morning, and I was ever so excited for our Hollow's Dave, Eve. Dave, I meant yeah. from the car crash. Clearly. <laughs> the car crash. Well, let's see. I believe you were driving, and then... No, no. No. No, it's not. No. Who, who's driving here? Was it the 12-year-old? Who let the 12-year-old drive? Oh, and you worry about my drinking? Dave, please. Really? Uh, I think I must hit my head really hard. Was I driving? No, I uh, I would like to try and get out of the car. <laughs> get me out of this car. As you are, uh, you're laying on the ground on your back, talking up to your brother who's dangling and having this <laughs> argument. Um, go ahead and uh, roll a reflex or a dexterity for me to uh, exit the car. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> we blow up. <laughs> what a good start. You manage to crawl your way out of the car, but as you're crawling, a big shard of glass uh, cuts you along the leg, and you take um, one point of damage. Just a flesh wound. I'll be fine. Don't, please, relax, everyone, calm down. Hey, Uncle Dave. Yes, this is just like episode 32 of Starlight Vacation, huh? Uh, Starlight Vacation. Is that the one with the roller skates? Yeah, and the purple balloon. Yes, yes, of course. You are absolutely right. D you know what we must do, my nephew. And I press the seatbelt button. <laughs> <laughs> and Willard goes, oh, presses the button, and Dave just flops out. But you are cushioned for the landing by your big Hello Kitty costume. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Uh, could everyone please describe their apparel to me? Uh, I'm in a Hello Kitty outfit that I sewed myself <laughs> yesterday in preparation for Hollow's Eve. I'm wearing like a, a karate gi with the sleeves ripped off. It looks like one of those fake 
muscle suits, but it's actually my actual body. I'm actually that strong in 12. Janan is wearing like an emerald green. Like she's not dressed up for Halloween. She's just dressed up as she normally is. Night on the town kind of thing. Emerald green top, some pearls, some nice white jeans, and I don't know, some type of heels, you know? Uh, Is everyone else exiting the car? There's no candy here, uncle. We got to move. Move out. Go, go, go. And I'm going to kick open the door window so I can get out. Willard uh, busts open one of the doors that has kind of been crumbled shut. uh, And it takes a few kicks, but finally it it busts open. You army crawl on the ground and make your way out with Dave kind of clumsily following behind you, uh, holding his giant Hello Kitty head uh, under one arm. (laughs) And you guys successfully escape the vehicle and rejoin Jinnan. As you emerge from the contorted hunk of metal that was once your car... You are immediately assaulted by a dank, funky smell as you hear squishing and crunching. About three yards ahead of your car, you see William laying on the ground. He soaks in a puddle of blood, and you see some humanoid figure hunched over him, eating the body. It takes a chunk out of his gut, and as its head turns toward you, you see a long intestine stretched out like a spaghetti noodle between its jaws. To your surprise, William moves. He looks toward you with the last of his strength, teary-eyed and in pain, and lets out a soft, Run! As the creature finishes gutting him and gets down on all fours, facing your direction, what do you do? My bangs cover my eyes, so they're all dark. The creature, uh, you see it begin to prep as it turns to face your direction on all fours. That was my brother-in-law. I think we should, I think we should You go. son of a doodle, it's kitty time. And I put the, the <laughs> helmet on, the kitty helmet, <laughs> okay. in preparation to battle. <laughs> I pick up a shard of glass for a knife. All right, to hell with it. Janan takes off one of her stilettos and she Yeah! <laughs> I got my little kitty paws ready. Roll for initiative. I will avenge my father. 17. 11. A 13. Dave, you're up first. We knew this moment was coming. Did we? We prepared for it. We knew, Uncle. We knew. Let's go. 19. The creature gets down on all fours and turns to face you and lets out a. <laughs> And it begins to sprint towards you. And Dave, as you put on the kitty head and you say, it's kitty time. uh, It leaps into the air, limbs outstretched. It's covered in a blood-soaked hoodie. uh, And it comes down on you with one claw outstretched as you suck it up in the jaw with your Hello Kitty fist. Bam! And it looks completely unfazed, but you just barely managed to, with that hit, kind of redirect it so that it lands on the ground next to you and skids along the dirt. Uh, and with all fours kind of splayed out, it turns its head towards you again, and that's on a... Next up is Willard. Five. <laughs> okay, and you had just picked up uh, the shard of glass from the window, right? Yeah. So, uh, this creature is has turned to face your 40-year-old uncle in his Hello Kitty costume. Uh, and as it lets out the streets, like... <laughs> You, uh, you go to drive the, uh, the glass into the back of its neck, and it turns to face you, and it chomps the glass, <laughs> disarms you, and eats it. Just, you hear the glass crunching inside of its mouth. <laughs> Janan, you're up next. While Dave and Willard are fighting the creature, Janan would like to go over to uh, her husband's body. 
and search it. You run up to your disemboweled husband and begin to loot his corpse. Um, it's what he would have wanted. And uh, you find car keys, you find his wallet, and not much else. You were going frickin' trick-or-treating. And he looks at you with uh, blood gurgling out of his mouth, uh, no, weeping. No, and goes, I- <laughs> I'm just gonna go, shh, shh, shh. Suffer no more, darling. Suffer no more. And close the eyes. Gently. I'll give a little, like, kiss to my fingers and then place it on his lips. <laughs> you put your fingers to his lips and they come away a crimson red and soaked as you see the light go out behind his eyes. What's your AC, Dave? Twelve. Uh, the creature has just taken a chomp uh, and is biting the glass and chewing it. And then it turns to face you again, and you see it, it widens its jaws. You can't see its face, it's, it's beneath the hoodie. Uh, but it widens its jaws and goes to take a bite of your calf. And you feel its teeth begin to close down around you as you move your leg just out of the way, and you get a big snap. And you get a feeling that you just very nearly lost a chunk of your leg. Oh. All right, I'm going to use my athletic skill to do a backflip on top of the car. Seventeen. You somehow, in your Hello Kitty outfit, do a backflip and land on top of the car. Uh, you feel it begin to shift around under your weight um, because it is upside down on its hood. And so it is now very unstable um, and you may fall next turn. Is the thing still chomping that glass? Nah, it finished. All right, I'm going to rip its throat out. Twenty-three. You grab the throat of the beast and you're... <laughs> And you kind of twist, uh, and your nails dig into the side of its neck uh, as it wriggles its way free, and you feel that it digs into the skin, and you see some blood underneath your fingernails as it escapes your grasp. Oh, um, everyone roll a spot for me, please. Or a perception. Uh, that's a critical failure. I got a 14. A 9. Janan, you see that on the right of the road that you were driving on, like if you were still in the car and it had not flipped over, it would have been on your right. There is, through the trees, there's a hill, and at the top you see uh, what kind of looks like some sort of house up there. All right. Well, Janan still wants to do what she was planning, but now that she's seen that, it's even better. Janan is going to run to Willard, grab him, Mm. and... Don't at me. And she's going to yell at Dave and say, just, Dave, follow, and just run toward the house on the hill. Roll a strength contest for me. It's 19. Janan, you run over and you see this beast. It's turning to face your son, your only boy. Uh, and you run over, you snatch him up like a football player. You basically tackle this boy and just pick him up over your shoulder in a fireman carry. And in your heels, you begin trudging up that hill. Roll a dexterity check for me. Mother, let go. That's my father. Shut it. Uh, Shut it. <laughs> Uncle Dave, he'll die. 14. Okay, and you uh, you begin running up the hill, and you make it about halfway up to the house. Uncle Dave. Remember your training, Willard. Now that Willard has been snatched, the creature's going back to its original target and begins to slowly, you see, one wretched hand up onto the car and the other as it pulls itself up to face you, Dave. Uh, again, sprawled out on all floors, like it's basically touching the floor from how, like, spread out it is. And it looks at you, and you see something evil behind those eyes. Good God. What's your AC again? I'm ready. 12. As the creature works its way up onto the car, the underside of the car that is now overturned, uh, you feel the weight kind of balance out as it shifts 
uh, and then it, it jumps onto you, it leaps, digs its hands into your back with uh, its torso kind of up against yours, uh, and bites into your neck and rips out a chunk, uh, doing five points of damage. Ow. Uncle! Stay strong, Willard. In your ear, you hear a wet, masticating noise as it eats the flesh it just ripped off of you. Not my kitty costume. Mother, we have to help him. He'll be fine, Willard. He gave you all your training. Please, shut it. Dave, it's your turn. Willard, you remember this? You remember this moment? Remember my kitty power? And then... I'm going to let out a big howl. And as I do that, I'm going to reveal something that not even God knows. As what? He's doing it. I've been a chain smoker for years, and I pull out my lighter out of my kitty costume. The lighter. And I say, happy Halloween, you filthy animal. And I light the lighter and drop it onto the gasoline tank of the car. Kitty power. His ultimate move. I've only seen it once before. Not now. Uncle, no! Roll a reflex or a dexterity saving throw for me. 14. Dave turns to look at Willard. Willard, you are slung over your mother's back as she trudges up the hill in high heels. Uh, you two make eye contact with each other as this beast is atop him. His own blood is now beginning to spread out against the white Hello Kitty costume. And he turns to you and he says, <sighs> Kitty power. Kitty power forever. A massive fireball explosion takes place on the car with both him and the beast on it, uh, dealing 26 points of damage. Holy heck. (laughs) Dave is dead. (laughs) All right. I thought so. And the fire begins to burn uh, some of the woods around. Um, You can't even see the wreckage anymore because it's just smithereens and fire. You can't see through the smoke. You can't see what happened to all of them, but you assume the worst. Goodbye, Famiglia. It's sad anime boy hours. No. I'm going to set Willard down, and I'm going to move the little bangs out of of his face. Willard, it's time to remember your training. When are you going to teach me how to shave? You can't, because you're not my dad, because you left him to die. And Uncle, my other father figure, is dead too. And I smack him. Willard, enough. (laughs) Do you hear that, Willard? You might have lost a father and an uncle, but I lost a husband and a brother. You may be the strongest 12-year-old boy, but you are stupid. Willard. Remember your training, Willard. I will take on my own mother. (laughs) I will kill my mother. (laughs) That's what you're telling me to do, right? (laughs) Get inside the house, Willard. (laughs) I'm going to grab Willard and we're running into the house. Kitty power forever. You hurriedly make your way up to a dilapidated two-story house on a hill. In the dark behind you, you hear the threatening scamper of a beast on all fours, and then you hear rustling in the trees. The heavy wooden door swings open and you frantically shut it closed behind you as the creature draws near. As you turn the lock, you hear a slam against the wood, followed by inhuman noises that slowly grow quiet as you hear the scratching at the door. And you hear the creature kind of draw away from that door for a second. I guess I'm going to search the house. You take in the house around you. Its structure is incredibly odd. Before you is the main foyer, 
There are two love seats on either side of the hallway and doors on the left and right wall. No living room, no kitchen, just a hallway with some seats and doors. All right, it's a crappy house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Willard. What? I know you're grieving, but there will be time to mourn our losses later. We need to survive in order to mourn. Do you understand? Willard punches the wall with the might of Zeus and walks away. Roll a strength check for me. 13. Willard goes up to the wall immediately on his right, punches it and leaves a dent. Now roll a dexterity saving throw for me. 10. You start walking down the hallway angry as you walk away from your mom and she shouts out behind you. Willard! And as that happens, you walk and in your anger uh, through your bangs, you're just walking carelessly and suddenly feel a shooting pain in your leg as you take four points of damage and look down to see that your leg is caught in a bear trap. Suppress your hatred, Willard. Uh, I pry it open, I guess. Roll a strength check for me. 21. As the jaws slam shut around your ankle, you immediately fall to the ground as you yelp out in pain. And then grab with both of your arms and with your anger, bust this bear trap open and withdraw your leg with deep grooves indented as they ooze blood. Mommy! <laughs> Owie! I'm gonna walk over to Willard. What do you want, you old hag? I'm gonna step on the leg that just got caught in the bear trap. Just a little bit. Just, just enough. Just enough. You get off my boo-boo. Then why'd you call for me to come kiss it better? I don't know what you're talking about. There was the ghost. And I'm going to grab Willard by the collar of whatever thing he's wearing, pull him up so he could stand, grow up. Hey, everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. How many doors are there? Two. One on the left, one on the right. Willard. What? Left or right? Yes. <laughs> I punched through to make a hole down the middle. What? No, they're on opposite walls. I keep going forward. <laughs> you reach the end of the hallway. Now I punch a hole. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the hallway. Okay, roll a strength check for me. 
21. Beautiful. Uh, you punch clean through that wall, and what's your AC? 12, like uncle. You punch through that wall, and your fist is now outside. You feel the cool breeze of the night air, and all of a sudden, you feel jaws close shut around your wrist as they tear at your flesh, uh, just like you saw them tear at your uncle, and you take five points of damage. <laughs> as, a, as a great bard once said, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. Dramatic flashback to Uncle Willard. Remember, when presented with two paths, you carve your own path. Dun, 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 na, na, na. And, uh, um, I don't know what that means. So. <laughs> oh my God. Just pulling my hand out. Actually, roll a strength contest for me. 17. You go to yank your arm back, and you actually feel uh, whatever's biting it pull further as it tears at your flesh, uh, and you are now up to your uh, shoulder in the wall as part of your arm is now completely outside, and you feel this beast continue to gnaw at you. I'll be with you soon, Uncle. Jinnin, are you doing anything? Jinnin, protect the family. Dave, not now. She's going to, like, swat around her head. Get- Shut up. <sighs> Shut up. I'm going to walk over to my son, and I'm going to help pull him from the wall. Roll a strength contest with advantage. Ooh. I rolled a 17. As the beast begins to, to tear away and not, you you, uh, you feel it almost start to crunch down a bone, and you think that your arm is about to come off. And your mother comes up behind you, hugs you tight, puts her leg up against the wall, and with all her might, kicks off, uh, and you feel its teeth scrape along your arm as she pulls you out of the wall, and your flesh tears away, and you are now bleeding badly from your arm. Uh, but you have been freed. Janan would like to, from where her pants are already ripped, from when she got that cut on her leg earlier, from the glass shard, she will rip that off and wrap that around Willard's arm. Okay. That's a makeshift bandage for now why are you doing this what what did you say to me why are you doing this i'm gonna move his bang out of his eyes again because he just won't get the damn haircut i am your mother whether you like it or not now you can either fight with me or you can die here drop the bangs back down (laughs) and now i'm going to Kick open the left door, damn it. You kick open the door and it swings open and you see what looks like a child's bedroom. There's a race car bed up against the window with some Legos scattered around. Paperwork on a desk against the wall closest to the door and a closet. I kick open the closet. Uh, You kick open the closet door and your leg busts through the wood and you hear, Ow! (laughs) What are you doing? I'm sorry, your reaction to my kick and your speaking voice do not match. (laughs) And inside the closet, you see frowning at you through bangs, you see Willard. (gasps) No, no, no. (laughs) No, I don't. No, I do not. No, I do not. I'm going to pull him out of the closet, and I'm going to body slam him into the floor. Willard number two is sus. (laughs) Twenty-one. So you grab Willard number two, and he goes... What are you doing? You lift him above your head, and just slam him forward and put, put your whole body weight onto him. And he goes, Ugh! as you drive, you begin driving your elbow into his chest. Uh, and as you drive into his chest, you begin to hear a sternum pop. And then you see little uh, metallic, they almost look like spider legs or something, uh, begin to sprout out of his mouth. It goes, and his skin kind of tears away for a second and then forms back up again. Roll initiative. I knew it, you son of a bitch. 
16! Six. As you drive your elbow into uh, this other Willard, all of a sudden from behind him, it's almost like a, some sort of snake or scorpion tail with a stinger at the end come out, and it stabs you through the shoulder and does six points of damage. Ah, uh, all right. And it is now your turn again, Jinnan. Amazing. First of all, I'm gonna look at Willard number two and be like, what did I say about stabbing mom? And I'm going to take off my heel and bash it into Willard's face. Bash, 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 bash. It's 16 regardless. Roll a d4 and add your your strength and proficiency. It. And you go, what did I tell you about attacking mommy as you begin to smash the heel of your high heel into this other Willard's face? And it digs into one of the eyes first and you hear a pop. And then it begins digging into uh, the nose and all these different areas of the face as you see your own son's face deformed before you as you smash it to smithereens. And as you begin to do more damage, you begin to peel away and you see more and more kind of metallic structuring underneath the face as you continue to beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Uh, until eventually there's basically no face left. Beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Your son is dead. Fantastic. Willard, go open the other door. Okay. Uh, Jinnan, outside of the manor, uh, like through the window pretty much, you hear a metallic shing. Like... Imagine like, like the sharpening of an axe or something like that. Nothing we're not used to. Willard, are you going by yourself? I want to stand in like the doorway and make sure I can like see him. You know? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, cool. As you exit the room to go open the other door across the hallway, uh, you see that a pull-down ladder, kind of like one of those attic ladders, has been opened and is just lying there in kind of the middle of the hallway. Mom, we're not alone. No shit, Willard. I could have told you that. I point to the ladder attic thing. Brilliant. All right, Willard. Think back to your training. Would you like to open the door? Or go up the ladder. I want to lock the door and rest so I can heal up. Well, Willard, we can't always get what we want. Mom. Door or ladder. I need to rest. You should have thought of that before you carelessly walked into a hallway, into a bear trap, and then punched a wall to get it practically bitten off by some creature. Door or ladder. Press further, Willard. Press further. Go up the ladder. I'm going to put my hand on his chest, and I will go up the ladder first. As you climb up the ladder... You find yourself in a cramped attic space. There are fast food wrappers strewn about and gory piles of dubious origin with red smears all around. Lying about, you also see a frightening number of axes and knives. I grab an axe and a knife. Gear up, Willard. Yes, I do the same. (laughs) Suddenly, you smell that same strange, dank smell from earlier. A chill runs down your spine as the wooden boards creak and you hear skittering. Then, out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. The creature stares at you from across the attic with death in his eyes while brandishing a knife. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Roll for initiative. (laughs) Dang it, oh god. Natural 20. 14. Look, it's even Steven. (laughs) Willard, you're up first. You prepared your whole life for this moment, Willard. Do you want to just leave and lock up the attic? Is that how you would avenge your father and your uncle's death? Uncle, do I use the axe or the knives? Anything you decide is correct. Shia LaBeouf takes a puff of his blunt while he waits for you. 
But if it were me, I would go with the axe. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I have decided that myself that I'll use the axe. Good, Willard, good. As I hold the axe in front of me, like, talking to my uncle. And now I charge at Shia LaBeouf, and I swing that axe upon him. 19. Roll for damage. That is my son. Yes! And that's seven. You charge at Shia LaBeouf with this axe. Uh, you're like, it's it's a big, heavy, sharp axe. So you're dragging it along the ground as you run at him. It, it looks like an anime. Uh, and as you reach him face to face with Shia LaBeouf, you swing the axe up and cut up. And, and you feel uh, as the axe lodges into his torso and then stops almost as if it's hitting something as it meets uh, what you assume is his ribcage. And he goes... <laughs> And he spits blood out all over you. Uh, And that brings us to Shia, who is going to try uh, to work himself free of that axe. Good God. So he tries to work himself free of that axe, and he kind of pushes it out of his torso, and blood begins to spill out, and he kind of, he falls on all fours, and he he skitters away a little bit, uh, and then gets back down on all fours, uh, and you see the death in his eyes as he stares at you. That brings us to Jinnan. I'm going to look at Shia LaBeouf, and I would like to attack him. Yeah, I'm going to use both knives. Roll those two attacks for me. That is a 15 and a 13. Roll one damage. Seven damage. As Shia LaBeouf kind of skitters away, Jinnan comes running up, runs past her son, and takes a swing with one knife. Uh, Shia LaBeouf parries it uh, and then comes over with the other knife, stabs it into his neck, and he's... Uh, Which brings us back around to Willard. Willard, what are you doing? The axe of uncle's axe move 10. All right, Willard picks that axe up off the ground, raises it up over his head, brings it down. Shia LaBeouf rolls over to one side, uh, gets out of the way, brings us back to Shia. Shia gets on all fours, looks at Jinnan, leaps in the air, uh, brandishes a knife, and comes down on her and drives it into the back of your neck, almost like he's trying to sever your spine, as he does six uh-huh. points of damage and is now mounted onto your torso. Oh, no! That's- and uh, you begin to see stars from the pain as uh, suddenly you get woozy, you feel the blood begin to trickle down your back, uh, and the weight of Shia on your torso drives you to the ground. I just want to look at Willard and say, end this, and then pass out. And pass out you do. Thank you. And Shia now turns to face Willard. Willard, it is now your turn. It's up to you now, Willard. I guess I'm gonna run two daggers into him and hope to impale him on the daggers on the wall and as well. And with this, the tonic family bloodline lives or dies right here. Oh, God. My stupid roll. 23. That is my son. All right, roll the second. Uncle, mom, dad, give me the strength. 15. Roll damage for both. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Four. Plus my strength, which is eight. One plus my strength, that's a five. With that, as Shia LaBeouf is now on top of your mother's body and turns to face you, you, enraged, summon the strength of your uncle, father, and mother, run up to him, drive one knife into his chest, driving him down to the ground, and then the other up through his jaw, and you see the knife come out of his mouth, and it goes, as he looks at you and falls to the ground, 
limp and dead. What are you at, Mom? Uh, zero. Mom's unconscious. Yeah. I leave anyway. Wait, <laughs> dramatic flashback to uncle. Willard, family is number one forever and always. Remember that. Put my hand on the doorknob, and as I'm stepping out the room, I get that flashback, and I go, damn, and I slam the door, and I walk over to mom, and I raise the awakening hand of life. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Mama! And Willard gives a Jinnin such a hard slap that she comes back from the void and opens her eyes. (gasps) I'm just going to look at Willard. I'll look around the room, see Shia's limp body, look back at Willard. You were going to leave me here, weren't you? As you're looking around the room and go to look at Shia's limp body, you don't see it. You turn back to look at Willard. But wait, he isn't dead! Shia, surprise! There's a gun to Willard's head and death in Shia's eyes. Willard, (laughs) roll a dexterity saving throw for me. That's a twist. That that is storytelling. You were an okay mom. Two. Oh. <laughs> come to me, Willard. Let me push him out of the way. Let me. No, no, no. I come on. Let me take the hit. Come on. There's got to be something I can do to try and save your son. You can try a dexterity saving throw. I would like to try and save my son. Go for it. <gasps> Nineteen. <gasps> <laughs> Shia LaBeouf has a gun. Willard's head. You see your only son uh, at the brink of death, but you can do jujitsu. And you run up, throw your hand under Shia's, and twist it. You, 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 you wipe the windshield and move the gun away from Willard. In that startling, Shia fires a shot, and a bullet enters your neck for four points of damage. Gonna try and grab the gun and make uh, Shia shoot himself in the head. It's a 13. But Willard, you attempt to grab at the gun, and Shia LaBeouf just kind of headbutts you. I'm so sorry. Um. We'll be together soon, Willard. Having just shot Jin and Shia LaBeouf uh, <laughs> just looks you in the eyes. What do you say to Shia? I'm not even old enough to watch your movies. And Shia just goes. What movies? And bites your face off. And he does eight points of damage. Um, you've been beaten by Shia LaBeouf. As we look at this house upon the hill, uh, we see Shia LaBeouf eating all the bodies. We see him having dragged in the charred corpse of Dave and feasting on him, taking little bits of Jinnin, and of course saving the succulent cheeks of Willard for last. Those beautiful biceps. Uh, being a muscular child, he had the most delicious parts. Uh, and Shia LaBeouf feasts as he reigns in terror, his his blood-soaked hoodie, uh, as he goes out to terrorize the night on this Hollow's Eve. And we pan to some otherworldly place, and we see, in a pristine Hello Kitty costume, a 40-year-old man (laughs) welcoming his family.
If you enjoyed this gruesome tale of Drimbus, consider supporting the show at the links in the description. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to Season 2 of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Kelvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about St. Clair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Oh, my God.